Hello, and welcome to a very hypothetical episode of the hypothetical podcast, Dies to Removal. With me, as always, is my hypothetical co-host, Pleasant Kenobi from the hypothetical land down under of Australia. G'day, mate. No, it's not Australia, but I'm from England. England. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, uh, Australia's the city. Australia's the place that's like yours, the new world. The new world. Where you all travel to live somewhere that no one should live because there's earthquakes Australia's and fault in lines. North, and... Australia's in North America? Ba- I got to brush up on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm American. I'm bad on geography. It's the Southern realize... Hemisphere version of America. So it's down south below us. Below sea level, yeah. Yes. Okay. Under the water. Oh, that's what happened to the Atlantis. city of Atlantis, yeah. Right, right, right. So I hope you enjoyed that levity because the rest of this episode is going to be cynical <laughs> and depressing. <laughs> I have a hypothetical question that's been on my mind, and it's purely hypothetical, but I really wanted to talk about it with Vince while he was out here, and I thought it would make for an interesting dies to removal, but I want to start with the warning that... It is talking about a kind of cynical, not mean-spirited, but perhaps sad concept. And so I do want to offer in that warning before we go forward. And the idea that I had is this. What if, and it's a total what if, this is 100% hypothetical. What if Wizards of the Coast decided, not publicly, not officially, but behind closed doors, that they were going to phase out all paper support for Magic the Gathering over, let's say the next five years. Now, again, I really want to stress this is hypothetical. I mean, I'm not the sort of person that someone from Wizards of the Coast or another insider is going to call on the phone and be like, yeah, uh, Professor, uh, we just had a meeting with the the president of Wizards of the Coast. The president. Right. Of the United States. The president of the United States uh, and uh, the president of Australia and the president of Britain and Yes, I know that you don't have a president. No, we don't really have prime minister either. We're just oh, a waffling dear. bag of gas. Oh we're, my we're, God, the politics. The, anyway. the, cynicism, the cynicism. The cynicism warning. No one, I, I do not have insider information. It's just a thought that's going through my head with the explosive success and emphasis on Arena. What if Wizards said, hey, we're done with paper. All we want is digital. We're obviously not just going to shut things down overnight. What if we took five years to slowly and systemically dismantle paper support. Okay. That's so, that's the meeting, and they go, okay, they shake hands, they they sign plans into action, and now we are on the other side the of The important this. question or qualifier that I want to ask you before we proceed any further is what exactly do you mean by support? Because when you first when we first broached this topic, I thought you meant like they're just going to never print a paper card again. But that's not what you mean, right? I don't mean that. I don't think paper magic will ever go away. I don't think that when they have a system set up where they can print, distribute, and profit that they would ever see to sure. get rid of that. Sure. What I see are things like, for example, paper organized play. It's a headache for them. It became more and more complex and cumbersome as years went on. And instead of fixing and addressing those issues, they see Arena as a great well, why don't we just only have digital stuff? And so the end of paper support, among other things, would, and again, I cannot stress how hypothetical this is. This isn't me saying paper is going, this is saying, let's just chat. But let's say that they decided to end paper support. Part of that means they are done. Wizards of the Coast is done with organized play. That doesn't mean Channel Fireball, Star City Games, uh, 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 other organizations that might spring up are going to run magic events, maybe wide global tournaments, but Wizards has stepped out of support. Now, I also envision, and we can, but that's what I'm saying. So there is still product. I'm sure that still means that they print commander product. I mean, it's profitable. My gut feeling, my gut feeling, as soon as you start talking about this, you're like, stop, stop, save for the cameras, Vince, was that uh, I'm almost of a more all or nothing than you are. I don't think they would ever stop the support, as it were, without stopping paper. But I don't, I don't think that's an impossibility. I don't think it's right. going to happen anytime soon. But I think if if in a future where just the production costs of cards is mean that the profits aren't there, right. the physical production costs, they would switch to just digital because video games are quite easy to distribute through the Etherweb, right? The, yes. the, the grand internet. So I'm more on all or nothing because we talked about this in the last episode, actually. There's an ecosystem within Magic where things like organized play prompt people to chase rares, to crack packs, and to therefore buy these things. Without organized play, why would you crack packs? However, you make a very good point that you've already kind of like preempted me a little bit, is perhaps 
if Wizards dropped these things, which we're kind of seeing already, like, don't forget, Wizards used to, and kind of still do a little bit, fund the coverage that happens, right? And we've seen them peel right back on that, and we're seeing less coverage. So, and also the judge program. The judge program was originally a thing that was very integrated with Wizards, and more and more we're seeing third parties take over these roles, even if they are still uh, shaking hands and doing business with Wizards. So is that where we get to, where Wizards might be like, it's just not worth us doing this, right. but Channel 5 or SCG or the Grand Magic Tournament Committee or whatever crops up out of that, who are officially or in some ways attached to Wizards, but not officially because there's legal ramifications of gambling laws and things like that. Because that's the reason the judge program's not within Wizards, right? Because right. of the unionization and the, the rules around like how judges can be paid and how they staff, are they not staff? Wizards were like, whoa, that's too much effort. And perhaps, like you said, Tournaments might be too much effort, but I don't think they'll ever go-go as long as physical cards exist. Of course they'll never go-go. I'm about to, uh, uh, this episode will come out after the event, but just in a few days from now, I'm about to hop on a plane to go down to an independently owned and operated card store, not my sponsor and not somebody who holds Magic Fest, but they're having a giant popper 1k tournament they hold it every year mm -hmm. and i'm going out there they invited me as a special guest they are flying me out they are paying for a hotel room for one night for me to stay and they said well, listen we'd love to have you out it'll be a treat for everybody what if we fly you out they're not paying me money to appear but they're just you know we, we know you're a busy guy what if we fly you out for a night just one night and, and i'm like yeah sure i'll go on a flight for for that and, and they, they they have a popper they're giving out one thousand dollars it's store credit, but it's still $1,000 of credit in prizes just to top eight with all other kinds but of Wizards have only support. just supported Pauper, right? They've but this event's been going no. on for five plus years. Sure, exactly. But my point is, Pauper has been having tournaments, right? Tournaments have existed in Pauper for quite some time. Yes, sure. But they're all independently done. Right. So I guess there's one point is that if Legacy was dropped by Wizards tomorrow, which is always a fear we have, uh, people would still run legacy tournaments. That, that format would not die. However, yes. with Pauper, that has already been happening where Wizards didn't officially support it, really. Right. And then recently, Wizards have been like, huh, people still want this. Let's uh, tick a box and say we support it. And what that really meant was just a, like a, a unified ban list. Right? That's all it really meant in terms of that. And, and also, like going to my point that I don't have any, there's no insider information. No one whispered in my ear. Uh, uh, Wizards has decided five years. Uh, you should have a counter in the ending. corner of how right, many right, times right. Brian qualifies the statement that he hasn't got a whistle being right. blown. No, no, no. But hasn't seen the there, was, there was one, I, I actually have not had many incidents where, where a hand went on my shoulder and someone whispered, this is coming. I've got a little tidbit for you. I've not had that happen, but once or twice and one of them was com completely turned out not to be true, uh, was one of them was I had a, what I would say uh, would be a very reliable source close to wizards put a hand on my shoulder and said, Wizards openly has meetings about their hatred of Popper and that they want to dismantle Popper and not have Popper. They won't, don't want it on Magic Online. They don't want it in paper. They hate the format. They've had angry tirades about that it exists at all. So you are, are, are going down a dead end. And meanwhile, here we are and we've got the, an amazing gift to the popper community and apparently even popper support in terms of designing, you know, cards at the common well, yeah, level course, with exactly, popper yeah, in mind yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So that's also why were anyone to have ever said that to me, were this episode somehow magically inspired by someone whispered it in my, in the professor's ear. It doesn't mean it's going to be true. But it terrified me when he suggested the idea. It's like, Brian, what have you heard? Well, I know Vince, like no one whispered this in my ear, but exactly. Magic will continue in paper without wizard support, but I want to discuss what would that look sure. like to us. But so, uh, and, and again, it wouldn't be abrupt. They'd never do anything abruptly. It would be, sure. we're going to see phases. So what you already mentioned is, is also part of what inspired my idea for this episode was what we're seeing with or organized play, the judge program. There are other explanations for this, but I started saying, huh, huh. What if this is part of this larger, let's say, five-year plan to just eventually hit a point where Wizards is just sticking it on the shelves and done with the rest? What would that look like? And again, also in qualifying a bit of that, I guess even if they were done with it and just sticking it on the shelves, it's kind of similar to how they have never had a connection or 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 an, or an open uh, discussion point around the secondary market. However. The way they print stuff and the way they deal with cards evidently shows that they have an awareness of the secondary market. It's kind of like that. So I guess there's another point before we re-dive into it is that the pauper thing plus, plus the way they are with the secondary market means that actually it's not all doom and gloom. Even if Wizards did do these things where they're like, you know what, 
it's, it's up to other companies to do this. They'd still they'd still design cards with formats in mind and things. Is how I see it. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't necessarily. They'd be like, oh, we can't acknowledge those things anymore. So but go on. So so what's what's your grand what's your theory? How do you, how do you well, perceive let's, this? Let's, let's start talking. And I'm curious if you see any you envision any things I don't mention that might in this hypothetical happen. But the first thing is is that we are not going to see any mention or even visual of the paper game existing in any form of advertisement, promotion, anything coming out of the mothership will all say and be about arena and digital, even in small, subtle ways. And I'll give you an example of something that happened. The Throne of Eldraine uh, ad with the gingerbread uh, uh, couple and Garrick, at the end of it, it didn't say Magic the Gathering. At the end of it, it said Magic Arena. And this was the ad for the new set. And I was shocked that it would do that. And so this is what I mean, where they're not even going to say our game is Magic the Gathering. They're going to say our game is Magic Arena. Sure. That that's the game. And it's like, yeah, there's packs, but but uh... we're not interested in, in saying that there's a duality of digital and paper. All that will come from official sources, even down to things like that, that even the logo might change to just Magic Arena. Sure. I mean, and that left a bad taste in my mouth when I saw it as well. And I even pointed out to my wife when we got the re- content creators got to see it a little bit early to their their, their uh, reaction videos. And right. bit, I didn't show my reaction videos. Like my wife going, have you spotted something? And she was like, oh, the logo's different, right? Like, yeah, the logo's not just, not different. just different. They're not mentioning the game is outside of Arena. But at the same time, that trailer dropped at the point that they wanted people to go and click through and play Eldraine immediately with the Brawl stuff, right? So from a, from a, to be cut them some slack, that was just part of the marketing was to click through and play Arena at that point in time. My counterpoint to you, Brian, because I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of all this stuff way more than you, I think. I think I'm more, uh, I don't think the sky is falling as much, is, and this is, but then it's going to sound skeptical for the reasons why, is that if that were the case and they were going to stop showing us physical cards in their advertising and stuff, would we stop having those 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 Twitch streamed discussion points of new products that are coming out where they unbox a deluxe collector's whale hunting edition showing you two cards, two cards in this huge box, this this gaping void of of value, and you've got like a promo Garrick and a and a Kenrith sat in there, and you're like, oh, it looks like the ball pit from that convention image that like Chase tweeted about today. But the point is. Would we stop seeing that? Because I don't think we would. That's I believe we would count. because I believe we would stop seeing those products because I believe those products are another sign of the five-year dismantling paper plan. Because if we had the meeting that okay. we're ending paper support over five years, then in that meeting, the first question that an executive would say is, how can we squeeze every drop of money over those five years? What are the most outrageous, self-destructive things to paper that we could do? that we can just get every penny from it as possible because we don't care because five years from now, we're done caring about paper. Paper will exist, but we will not care about it. And one answer to that is, is these things like the products for whales where, all right, let's do 250 direct from us only. It's eight foil planeswalkers in super art. Okay, let's do $500. It's two, it's one planeswalker and one non-foil legendary. Like, le- And let's keep doing Everything we can think of, as much you're seeing in some ways you see this build up before the decline, where wow, they are going for every penny they can out of paper. You're you you you're you're going to see things that you thought you would never see, like we're gonna actually just directly sell maybe some singles that were printed to just cash in on things like hundred dollar scalding tarns. We'll have fifty dollar a, a fetch land box. Uh, 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 that's a playset of whatever fetch land that will print off with crappy quality to be mailed off to you automatically. We're going to totally destroy things like the singles market. But uh, we're going to totally go for premium only products. But why? Why would they do that if they can? Money. No, sure. But that's what I'm saying. You're you, you've got this uh, view that they're going to they're going to burn the end of the field before they get to the goal. Sure. And I don't see no, no, it no, that no. way. The goal is burning the field. But, but they don't, why would they do that if they've got a sustained way of making money forevermore, right? They're, Arena's sure, making more the, money, and all they care about is Arena. Sure. So certain executives only care about Arena. Right. But they can evidently just print things that cost them £5 per box to produce, or five, $15 to produce. not a And sell it for $500. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. yes, yes, but but and it's that, diminishing returns because, as we're already seeing with the blowback on... No, but that's, that's not diminishing returns on the same thing. That's, that is them pushing the envelope to see how far they can get. And eventually they'll realize how far how they can't get that far and they'll peel back and they'll find their status quo. No, no, no. They'll push it as far as they can get and they'll push it further and then they'll be done. 
Why? Why? Because Why? this is because we're hypothetically this is the dismantling. No, I of get, papers I get the work. hypothetical. I'm just saying there's, this is the counterpoint, right? Right. Why would they do that if they can't? If they can just print literal huge stacks of bills? Because it's uh, a license to print money. Because those resources. Okay, then let me ask you this. Here's why. Okay. Uh, you have been investing with me. You have been giving me five dollars a week, five pounds a week, and I've been coming back to you. Uh, uh, at the end of the month, uh, so you give me five pounds a week for four weeks a month, and at the end of the month, uh, uh, instead of uh, twenty pounds, I come back to you with thirty, and sometimes even thirty-five pounds. And you're like, "That's great." And I'll be like, "So do you want to just keep giving me five pounds a week?" And I'm investing it in in, in things. You go great, but then you have uh, another friend, and if you give her uh, uh, as much as you want, not to, I only five pounds, but you, her, you give her six pounds, you give her ten pounds. Uh, you were 20 pounds, you're finding that for every pound you give her, you're getting 10 pounds to every pound that you give her back. Mm -hmm. Would you, and you only have, you only have 20 pounds a week that you can afford to invest, period, regardless. You just can't invest more than 20 pounds a week. Do you continue just giving her 15 and me five? Or do you say, you know what? I'm going to take that five from you that I used to give you, Brian, and I'm going to give that all 20 to her because she's getting much better return on my money. And I go, yeah, but I'm giving you return, and but she's giving more. And you don't really know or understand what I'm doing. Like, it's like I'm going and I'm buying baseball cards and returning them over, but she's investing in Apple stock. And when you talk to your family and your friends and you say there's two people who I uh, give my money to for returns, one of them, she's in tech and tech stock. And the other one, it's something with like, toys and baseball cards and they go toys and baseball cards well tech makes a lot of sense and so the other thing too is you have to think about things like shareholders and executives who understand digital they're like card game why are we putting money into an ad for a card game we should putting money into an ad for a digital game like hearthstone like hearthstone like hearthstone and so i believe that the thing is is they're like yeah we can make money on paper but we could make more with the same resources put into digital but the thing is that they double up on all the resources they put in Right, your your your. Ref- I get where you're going with this. The lady is yeah. obviously arena for those at home that might not be getting it, but it's kind of an obvious thing. But like, the, the, the money you're putting in there into to baseball man and uh, and uh, Apple stock lady, you're putting in two separate bits of funds, right? Right. The investment from Magic is that you put all this money in to develop a card game, and then you release it in a digital way and a physical way. And I get what you mean. I do agree with you that there are going to be shareholders who don't just don't get it. Because magic is a weird thing, right? Literally, the word magic itself is archaic. It sounds like we're just pulling rabbits out of hats. Some people might not even understand what the product is. However, there is a there are different markets there. The kind of person that buys a $250, $300 box of foil legendary Kamigawa dragons... Isn't going to sink that into a yeah, digital code. Yeah, isn't going to sink that into a digital code. Especially, especially when they are bizarrely afraid of printing or developing the old cards on that format. Mm-hmm. There are different audiences. That, that's why. That's why I see it. And that comes back to tournament magic as well, right? People playing Legacy and Modern are going to sink money into um, blinged out Legacy and Modern cards. They're not the ones who are going to buy gems to play on this inch draft necessarily. The different audiences. Magic is many things to many people and there's an ecosystem. And the problem I guess we're seeing, the tension we're seeing, is we keep talking about this ecosystem in our episodes, is that I guess Arena, to an extent, is not part of that ecosystem. It's almost like a new thing that mm-hmm. that generates a lot of money and it's easy to generate money with, right? And that doesn't loop back in any way. The players drafting are feeding the people who want their shiny cards and the people who are chasing the rares in standard are cracking the packs for the cards that get played. This ecosystem works, right? It's a but, lot of trouble. But, it's a lot oh, of hassle. Oh, it's complicated. It's complicated. Arena is easier to manage. And sure. it's so much easier to just have a digital client where what we're doing is we've got a mastery pass and gems and we're being able to sell all this. We don't have to deal with local game stores, shipping, printers. I was talking last time about how in order to print in these numbers, I mean, Wizards does not just own all these printer factories. They have to rent them. And then when you're renting time with like the Fantasy Flight uh, printers, then there's things like quality control. This all comes on you. This is and the, uh... digital is the easiest, most straightforward, you know, thing. And they're like, put the resources in to that discontinue. If you're spending money or if you're spending any promotion or support, and they're not saying stop paper, they're saying stop supporting paper. That's the difference. Yeah, sure. There's a massive irony actually on that point, which I think is relevant here, in that we keep having this discussion and we keep mocking the idea that they can't 
programming modern horizons into Arena, right? Mm. Get yourself a team of a hundred developers to do right. that, right? But like printing those cards and getting out to events and playing them in tournaments and having uh, bandless discussions and and getting them out to like GPs all over the world. The logistics of flying those cards out after they've been printed, oh, yeah. after they've been printed in factories that they've rented out, it is a lot of time, energy, and resource going to that. But it's funny wow. that they still tell us this. Lie? And these would lie. It tells a lie that they can't easily develop something like that for right. Arena. Okay, on that point, on that point, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hypothetical about the dismantling of magic. All right. Okay. So Modern Horizons wasn't on Arena. Not the dismantling of magic, the dismantling of paper. Oh, paper support. support, yes, okay. So Horizons wasn't on Arena, okay? And master sets have been taken away from us. If we are seeing this, let's uh, you know, milk the, the milk the goose? Milk the milk the milk nope. the goose. Nope. <laughs> If we're seeing this milking of said golden goose for as much as it's worth before they're like, right, and now we're just arena, why aren't we seeing the continuation of Masters products? But people were feeling worn out by and felt like, uh, especially with like, it was A25, where they were just, it was just a, a terrible mess. Why aren't we seeing more Masters style products or more regularly? Because Masters products required resources to design an entire set. Those are resources that could have been devoted elsewhere. This is what I mean about support. Think about it. To make Modern Masters 2017, you're going to need huge number of people working on it. Not just designing the draft environment and the set. Uh, there's new artworks. There's new all of this stuff. When instead, and then you're selling the boxes. How much was a box of Modern Masters 2017? Uh, $240. Yeah. Uh, then why do that? when you can sell a deluxe edition for $500. That's my point. And you just put two Th things that's in That's my it. point, though. You are, you are right in saying there's a lot of design work that goes into the master sets. The master sets aren't easy to make. But if they're going about dismantling the support for Paper Magic, why not just start churning those out with minimal concern for the draft format? They're just printing the cards that well, people we pick might, up the boxes. Well, maybe maybe that's something that, that we'll see. So maybe what we'll see is... So uh, part of your plan would be to see more of those master sets show up. I would, no, this is your plan. You're asking me now. This is your plan. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm not envisioning that. I'm envisioning more and more deluxe collections, more and more mythic editions, more and more things like that where it isn't a draft, where there's nothing put in, where it's just throw the cards in, give it like I was at least asking in my video, put at least some new art in it, and maybe they'll do that. But basically whatever they can think of to just do a quick sale of big bucks. Masters products have to go through stores, distributors. Why should Wizards be giving anyone else a cut? Keep in mind that they're giving all these other places a cut when they sell a $500 Mythic collection. But do they have to? Direct. When they sell a $500 Mythic collection direct, that $500 goes to them. When they sell a $250 box of Modern Masters at my local game store, that $250 doesn't go to them because the local game store is getting a cut, the distributor is getting a cut. There's all these other people involved. I think you're you're still thinking of Masters products in the way that they were before, where they were supporting Paper Magic. Right. They were a draft format. They're giving us needed reprints and they're supporting the whole game stores. What I'm basically suggesting to you is that if this were this hypothetical were to go ahead. We will start, and maybe this is what we'll start to see over the next year or so. And then I'll be like, "Oh no, maybe maybe this maybe Brian was the uh, uh, the false prophet on the hill, like uh, um, seeing us all come ahead." But the master's products don't have to be shipped through game stores; they can be sold directly. Right? They can just be full of a draft set that doesn't make any sense because it doesn't need to make sense. Sure. They'll claim it does. They'll be like, "Here's the archetypes." People are like, "This is a mess." Right. These things will start happening. They can just sell, and that way it's the lottery thing as well, where you don't get what you want. Do I buy another box of this to try and get the things I want? Sure. And then you have your run in sixes that people are chasing. Meanwhile, the rest of the set is a mess. I believe so we'll I think, see. Yeah, the way you're all perceiving it or explaining it is the old version of Masters, the ones that were kind of beloved, some of them anyway. Um, perhaps, I guess, so my plan to dismantle magic would be, dismantle the support of paper magic would be to print master sets, but just like throw caution to the wind, stick everything in it. Right. And and sell it direct only or sell it direct so when the next Masters-like product comes out, they might wet their toes in this by saying, available at your local game store and also on the wizard store simultaneously, mm -hmm. available on both. And then eventually, this one's just on the store. And so what we're going to see is one way or another, more and more direct from Wizards, not just special products, but regular products as well, that they would rather just sell it to you direct. I think this is the more biggest point more. that supports your, not theory, I don't want to call it your theory, because that's just you actually saying this is going to happen. This is a hypothetical. Like, hypothetical is that. It's a thought exercise. It's the, it's the whole coming out of Wizards thing that is the scariest bit, because it does show such disregard for the stores where people play yep. the game in a physical way. Right. So I think that's the most... Uh, yeah, convincing, supporting argument for this hypothetical. Here's the next thing I'll say you're going to see. 
Uh, so this is the next thing you'd see. Again, you know, we're talking over a five-year period. You start to see these things, trends start happening. And then you start to see, here's the next canary in the coal mine. They take away pre-release. They're going to try rebranding a new, they're going to say a new beginning for magic sets. And they're, and it's going to be just how they got rid of game day. Game day was one of my favorite in-store events. It was always packed. Uh, and but it was a big problem. They had to send out the play mats. They had to send out the cards. Stores so had issues with it. So forgive my ignorance here because yes. I don't play a lot of standard. I right? see. And I hadn't done, I, when I was playing standard game days existed. Standard showdown was just the new game day, right? No. See, there you go. Standard showdown was their attempt to get rid of Friday Night Magic, uh, and it it almost worked, except uh, it didn't. But they did successfully get rid of game day, and they got rid of game day by changing it to the store championship, where they went from game day with a straightforward. It is uh, X amount of time after the new set has hit. I, I, I believe it was a couple weeks yeah, yeah, after I, the new set hit. Things, yeah. you, you go into the store with a standard deck. Everybody who shows up gets a uh, non-foil full art promo for participating. Uh, and then top eight gets a foil pr- a full art rare promo. And then the winner gets a store, champ, uh, a, a ga- store game day play mat. And... It was a fantastic event. And then they said, you know what? It's very competitive, uh, but that's not their real issue. Their real issue was there's a lot of work and effort. And so they changed it to the store championship, which is supposed to be a more inclusive to all play level types where there's things going on where they talked about you can go in yourself and help teach a new player. And by helping to teach a new player how to play, you might get a promo. What's going on with the store chain? It's at the end of the season when everyone's done playing, as opposed to the beginning when everyone's excited to learn and brew and play. And uh, basically, store championships are dead in the water, and they were right from the start. Game days, which were packed, they're gone, and they got rid of it. The standard showdown was their attempt to do that. We need to get rid of Friday Night Magic, and the expectation for it. What if we shifted it to this more nebulous standard showdown? And that one didn't quite take, but they really wanted it to. You're going to see that with pre-release where they're going to say, we're no longer doing pre-release. What we're doing instead is we're doing, you know, new set day or whatever it is. So in the interest of competitive diversity, game day was taken away. Right. That's all I'm hearing in my head. It's too competitive. Let's make it a bit more casual. Right. It's another one of those, uh, ended up just the reasons fizzling. they give you. That's not the reason they gave us. It's like the twin thing. They give you a reason. It's not really the reason they right. give you the thing. Okay. Uh, so when you see the end of pre-releases, we know it. pre-releases need to be redone. They need to be. I don't, I don't think oh, they serve yes, a function. Oh, yes, he's saying they're talking points. I've seen this floating. See, I've seen it in the Matrix. I've seen it in the Matrix, and I've seen You say Matrix, I think people. you're more like scrying with tea I've leaves and bones. I've never actually seen the Matrix. I think you've literally got some like tea leaves. Yeah. It's more mysticism than... I've, uh, I've never actually seen the Matrix, uh, uh, any sorry, of the Matrix movies. Sorry, I don't understand. You know the Matrix movies? Yes. I've, I've not seen them. I love them. them. Absolutely love them. I've not actually seen e- them. Even the bad sequels I like. I've not actually seen them. You didn't see the original Matrix. I've not seen the original Matrix. No, no, no. I know you haven't. I'm, I'm, I've finally understood. I'm saying you now need to go see it. Why? Because it's 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 probably one of those important films of like the last hundred years. Yeah, but there's important a piece of popular culture of the last hundred. But years. don't you think that there's important films and pieces of popular culture of the last hundred years that I haven't seen? Yeah, like that and Star Wars. Yeah. Well, don't you think that the list maybe is longer? Sure, but these are like at the top of that list. That's I haven't seen at. Schindler's List. Don't you think that's above them? No, I have strong opinions about how Schindler's List is a bit of a. That's why, uh, yeah. that's why I didn't go yeah, see it. Yeah, see, you see, that? that's a complicated one. That's more of a, uh, a problematic. This is another discussion. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, uh, Comment I, down below I, if you want a dice to remove right. an episode on the films that Brian should watch. Right. <laughs> or, or, or what about okay. you? Okay. Anyway, okay. so you're going to see pre-releases go away, and they're going to be replaced at first with an alternative that just very quickly fizzles out because people don't care. And what they want is they want you to go on to Arena, which already gets the cards early, which you can already spend your money early. Stop spending money at pre-release at your local game store. We don't want that. We want everybody logging in to throw money at us hand over fist to start playing the new set on Arena first. They want to get rid of pre-release so that stores can run it with regular packs and stuff. But the first place that you can play Magic will always be Magic Arena weeks in advance of stores so that there's no reason to go into your local game store anymore. And you will see this happen if this five-year plan in my hypothetical. Uh, so watch out for that canary in the coal mine. Sure. I mean, I so I agree with part of that. I just go part of that. So the bit I agree with is that I can see that I can imagine a document coming down from on high. This is t- we're getting to tinfoil hat territory now. Brian's already there. He started this episode in tinfoil hat. 
I'm only donning mine now, right? But a letter comes down from on high, and one of the mission statements or or the key performance indicators is how early can we get this customer to part right. with their money over the new set? And Arena takes all those boxes, right? So some young lad, he's just got his job in like um, event design or whatever the role is. There's got to be some lad wizards, right? He's like, well, I guess I'll just get him to play on Arena. But the point I'm getting to is that I believe that the people that design Standard Showdown and Game Day and all those sort of things, people whose babies those things are, they aren't the, the shareholders that we've mentioned already. The people who are like, just get them on Arena. Arena's where the money is. That's not those people. Yeah, but it's not those people. It's some person, poor person at Wizards is like, I've got to try and engage an audience at a game store. But I've also got these key performance indicators to meet. So I guess I'll, I'll get to dump some money on Arena. But I'll still, I genuinely believe these things aren't designed with the intent of destroying competitive magic. And paper magic. There's a, there's one story I wish I could tell, but probably shouldn't. But okay. But uh, <laughs> you cutting that there? Just, no, just relating, <laughs> just relating to what you said. Not oh, like, right. Just I thought you were like a behind the said. scenes, like, well, I've met the guy who wrote the the KPI letter, and he's like, no, no, more no, 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 no. It's more money. like where you said, like, like the idea that someone whose baby it was would would never want it to be. Anyway, never never minding that. Uh, so you you don't think that that why why should Wizards of the Coast be holding pre-release at stores instead of getting you on Arena weeks early? Why? Why should they I be believe there is that intent in why, there somewhere, why but it's not should Wizards of the Coast support pre release? Tell me why Wizards of the Coast should support pre release instead of supporting Arena okay, release. So, first and foremost, and this, this Arena re release. Yes, yeah, arena yeah, yeah, release. yeah, I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying is, first and foremost, the reason that they support pre release is not something that Wizards necessarily even care about anymore, which is game stores. Right. Pre release is one of the most profitable times we get pre releases for, for stores because people are excited by the packs. They'll buy anything, uh, anything that's allowed to be sold early. People pick up, impulse buys, yep. gets people in the door. It's one yep. of the most busy times for game stores. And I don't think, as much as I'm talking about there being someone out there who's designing events with the idea that he wants to design it or they want to design events, I believe that the, the whole supporting the game store thing may not be on the radar anymore in terms of you need to meet these criteria. So mm -hmm. that's the main reason name that to me, should be supported. Name to me five things over the last three years that Wizards of the Coast has done to... Give added support okay, from to the, the vaults. local game store. From the vaults, they're gone. They canceled them. How? What, how? What, how long ago? They canceled from the vaults about three years ago. I'm, I'm joking. Only th oh my joke. The joke I was going for was that it feels like only yesterday that these things existed. Oh yeah, I'm being yeah. sold for silly money. Has been about three years. Yeah, so, oh, it's only three years. I thought it was longer than that. Yeah. Okay, so from the vaults was originally an initiative to support game stores, and then we saw them actually shoot it. Like right. here's our game store initiative. For people, to give my point thing, being, like, my point being is that we can go through and list a million yeah, things that Wizards and, has yeah. done over the last three years that hurt local game stores, and I can think of one thing that helps. Local what game was stores. the helpful? Thing? It was the redesign of uh, the way in which they can get things like Friday Night Magic promos, where before they were set amounts regardless of your participation and store. Like it was just this store level gets this, this store level gets this. And now, for example, uh, my former local game store, Anime Imports down in Pacifica, California, uh, 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 would have huge crowds for events that other stores his level would not get those huge crowds in for, but he could only get the same number of promos on the old system. Same with the vaults, right? The distribution of how many they got to Right, sell right. He was, it's like, listen, levels. the maximum is five. Well, those are long gone, but with promos, they're like, the maximum you get is 16, period. And he's like, I got, I got 80 people in here. You know, and I got another modern event tomorrow that's going to have have 60 people in here. And they're like, well, you got 16 promos. The, they redesigned that system. And now he can actually get a significantly more. I don't have the specifics in front of me because we're not talking about the, this episode. But that was the one thing that I heard store owners and people in the know say was really good for stores. But besides that, there's been like, I don't I, it, like even stuff like using arena to put in store locators and encourage Friday Night Magic play. When Duels of the Planeswalkers came out, in order to activate your account, you had to go into a local game store and get a code that gave you a paper promo and a, 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 a digital promo. And they have not done anything to encourage those arena promos, players. Those promos are really exciting and very yeah. popular as well. They came with um, Chase Rares at the time, and one of them was Scavenging Goose. Scavenging Goose, like, I have my play set of those. I mean, and, that, and at the time, that hadn't, that was just coming to standards. So that was an incredibly expensive and exciting card as well. Right, and that got paper players playing digital and digital players playing paper, but they don't want that. All they want is paper going to digital. Let's release it on Arena first. Let's get rid of pre-releases. What you'll see, the cutting of pre-release as support. And along those lines, what I just mentioned is the one big thing they did for stores. You're going to see the cutting of support for stores in terms of promos and stuff. It's going to be another change 
that happens where they're going to say, now you can yeah. order from us direct and it's just going to start to become less and less of an incentive. And they'll say, your store can do that. We're not cutting support, but in fact, things like Friday Night Magic okay. promos, they already tried to get rid of Friday Night Magic promos. They did, but they bought them back. The, the current the current booster things are better than the original promos were, so. Mm, they're, they're good, but it's 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 something where you're going to see it become more and more nebulous. And this is sure, one thing overall. Sure. Well, the I mean, more we have confusion. To give, we have to give credit where credit is due. Like, removing the FM promos was abhorrent, and I was yep. very annoyed at that. But they bought them back in a booster that has chance to give you extra bits and bobs. That, that's pretty good. Sure. That's pretty good. Sure. Now, I think I'm going to get some stick for this in the comments because people are going to think that you are being the woke one about this, I'm going to be the shill because I'm the one that's doing a lot of defensive Watsy here. And that's not, I think they make a lot of mistakes and problems. We talk about this a lot, but- He says you wearing a corporate logo. <laughs> I love Channel 5, what can I say? Um, I, the problem, I think, with the whole pre-release thing is that pre-releases and release dates are from a bygone era yeah. where we didn't have an overbearing culture on a wider scale of, I want my stuff and I want it now. Right. Like video games release, like every game that comes out now, every big multiplayer game, shooter, RTS, MOBA, whatever, they have alphas and betas and everyone's played hundreds of hours of this game before their actual release. We see this with Arena, for example. So I think with new sets coming, people people aren't prepared to do, I'm going to do a pre-release, then I'm going to do my release event, have my release draft. People just want the stuff in their hands now. So in some ways, and it sounds like a defensive Watsy again, it makes sense that they push towards this thing where they, they show us a trailer. I don't agree with them just branding it as Arena, but whatever. And then boom, the stuff's going to be available on, on Arena the next day and then pre-releases are completely defunct. That's why I said they need to be redesigned, right? They need to be redesigned. How we design that? I'd Having available access on struggle. Arena before stores kills stores and they're already starting to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. We're it's already seeing this big now. problem. And I've been seeing more and more people in certain levels, like I see little tweets from people with a name like like that that are connected either directly or nebulously to Watsi. And I just see these little things about like, yeah, I kind of feel like pre-releases need this. And it's like, I'm funny that I'm seeing that pop up. So I say Canary in the Coal Mine number four or whatever is uh, 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 the end of pre-release, end of end of uh, in-store pro, like where they're like, no more promos, no more in-store stuff. They're going to shift it first. Remember, nothing will happen directly. What you'll always see is, is this idea of confusion first where it's like, yeah, stores can still get promos, but it's different now, well, I guess, and I don't really know what they're doing. Sure, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that pre-release itself isn't functioning the way it used to and doesn't even tick the boxes for what it's meant to do. Like, right. How, how, just how things have gone in terms of how we play games. So they need to change it. So uh, what I'm saying is, if tomorrow we found out pre-releases weren't happening, I'd be pretty upset and mad, but I think I could see some of the rationale and reason behind it, because it just doesn't do what it's meant to do, apart from support stores. So I guess if it happens tomorrow, it's gone, and there's no replacement, that would be a canary in the coal mine dunking out, right? Right. But if they said it's going, but we're going to do X, Y, and Z to give stores back something special, then it's fine. So I guess, it, so in, in short, so it's condensed what you're saying. If pre-release went and promos went, woof. But if pre-releases went, but they were doing extra promo things right. to help out the stores, come into our store, get your promo soul rings, for example, right. like they're doing larger and, events. But then, but then that'll fade. That'll that that's a temporary thing that's going to in your inundate. hypothetical, right? In my hypothetical, <laughs> that 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 that's exactly how they'll book. Where someone's like, "This is great. I can I I go you know get my 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 gems on arena, and I can still go in and get my promo soul ring at my store instead of pre-release on launch. It's launch, and I'll I'll pick up my packs then, or maybe I just go home and not pick up my packs because I'm playing on arena." Here's, and, here's one for you. Yeah. Here's the real, like, uh, gut punch, okay? You wake up to... What's the next step? Th Return to Theros. Right? right. You wake up. Uh, you know the trailer's come out that day because we, we know it's coming. And during the trailer, it shows at the end, but pre-order your 50 packs now on Arena and get this promo card code. Or right. A real, like I'm talking about like, you can get your little physical foil that you can pick right. up. Uh, you can order online. Let's say mail order. It's old school right. stuff, right? And then everyone's like, do you get those in stores? And you're like, no. No. And it's a, let's say it's an expensive card because obviously they can they can print cards that are worth hundred dollars in the secondary market for like pennies, right? Right. So let's just say again to use a popular one on this show, Scolding Tarn. It's just right. a random promo Scolding Tarn. Everyone's like, of course I do. And then everyone's going to spend their fifty bucks on Arena, get their promo Scolding Tarn in the post, and not go to the pre-release because right. you spent your fifty bucks. Because not everyone's got a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks to do exactly. multiple pre-releases. That would be my hypothetical. That's a good because, one. Because the point is. With the promo thing, don't forget, like, we're seeing the support of Paper Magic is going, and part of me is like, well, promo support Paper Magic. But that's not always necessarily the case, because they don't have to give them out as, like, rewards for tournaments or anything. They can just be an extra little nice thing to get them to do the thing they want you to do. And if the future of Paper Magic is just Commander, 
which doesn't require organized play, which doesn't require Friday Night Magic, which doesn't require pre-release or any of those things, then as those things all go away, everybody is excited for their foil soul ring or their uh, 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 Kaladesh invention art style arcane signet or their 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 textless full art borderless foil commander that they get by spending 50 100 200 dollars on arena gems and then they get a brawl deck on arena to get a commander fix on arena that sort of thing and you're going to start seeing that more and more but i think again with if it's the ecosystem thing again so right? i'm always talking about I'm I'm always talking about we should have codes for arena and paper products, but what you're saying is we're going to see the opposite. We're going to see paper promos in exchange for spending money on arena because it'll be a huge take, incentive to take everybody that's lingering in the paper players and take them and try and grab them. Because it also, into arena. and I'm not I'm, if this happens and you do it, I don't begrudge you because it's almost a no-brainer. You spend fifty to one hundred bucks on arena and you get a fifty right. to one hundred buck promo. They haven't they that have, you love that you want that they'll never offer again. That money. It's cost wizards pennies, right. literally pennies, but they're giving you back. They're, it's weird. You're exchanging money for currency for currency in a very weird way. But. Imagine the executives at Wizards sitting around saying, listen, it's just we can never get true full commander on Arena. It's just not going to happen. And so we have, and it's one of the most popular formats. We can never get these customers on Arena, but all we want is Arena in the future. How do we still monetize paper commander customers beyond selling precons? Uh, that'll never play arena in an arena only future. And the answer is no problem. We sell them commander cards through them spending their money on arena. Yeah. So so it's like, hey, $50 worth of gems gets you a commander card uh, mailed to you from Wizards, perhaps. And uh, uh, the local game stores are cut out of the picture and all of that. But you also have just spent your money through arena. Even worse. And yeah. you're never going to redeem those gems. You, they, they, they just managed to sell you a direct single. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's some direct singles, exactly. Right. But actually, you know what? Going further down that, uh, that road, this is more of a quip than a maybe a, a bullet point to this conversation. Is imagine they're sat around thinking, how can we monetize the commander players? And this one bursts in and goes, have you seen the latest episode of Dice Removal? They have this cracking oh, no. idea. And they're like, what about pro-solving <laughs> golden Tons or whatever? They're, just, like, they're, they're sitting around, this is great. Why should we have pre-release? The professor like, and Pleasant Kenobi have great <laughs> ideas for getting rid of local <laughs> game stores. And then, you know what, they're like, we don't even have to pay like product designers or event designers anymore. We'll just listen to these podcast, these conspiracy yes. theory podcasts. And then, and then, and then you start, you know what they call the program for, for you buy $50 worth of gems to get a, a foil soul ring. They're going to call that the Pleasant program. <laughs> if, if this happens and in the description on Arena, says pleasantly anywhere pleasantly. or like pleasantly. some reference to being a professor or yeah, a scholar college, and then I'm like, or, I'm like yeah. they've done it the, the Talarian maneuver we're gonna call it the Talarian maneuver they, yeah oh yeah the Talarian community store or whatever right the, 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 yeah, they've right. paid us like a damn fiddle this is their, <laughs> their plan all along so what is the next thing that you're going to see in the end what's what's what 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 else does wizards do to support paper that we haven't mentioned that can be taken away you know, just in terms of like like their well, e efforts and energies. It's a bit of a counterpoint. Like, what, if we had this conversation six months ago and organized play was in such a bad space, then I'll, then it would have been more like, oh, maybe you're right. I think we had a podcast where I think we ended on the note where I was like, I just feel depressed now. You've, but with right. the organized play one, you made me feel awful because the points kind of, the stars were lining up. I think with their attempts to fix organized play, if I'm honest, is a counterpoint, right? Right. They still want it to be around in some way. The MPL in many ways and like Pro Tours and all that sort of stuff. And Channel Fireball being the exclusive runner of uh, uh, Grand Prix and Magic Fests. And uh, no, so I think, and I think, I think coverage the, is on your shoulders. Sure. Now. I think, I think Mythic Championships and MPL suggest that they still want to keep some form of paper around because of, like Mythic Championships aren't right. for now. Anyway. Yeah, phasing sure. out. Phasing However, the out. allowing companies to do all the other things, whether it be judge programs yeah. or GP is more a supporting argument for your hypothesis. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Okay. So so then let's now let's now we've we've then we might have missed a few points. I'm sure people will have some clever ideas in the comments. I'm actually really looking forward to yeah, reading the comments from people about this too. But now I want to say because just as in, in a lot of ways you started you made a joke at the beginning about like if they decided to just end support or not a joke. I wanted to make a joke because you said uh, they wanted to uh, end support for legacy that it can still go on, of course. And I want to say they have ended support for legacy and it has gone on. And I do actually think that an argument can be made that as far as Wizards of the Coast is concerned and has been concerned, legacy has been something that that they don't care 
it exists. They're not like looking to stop people playing it, but they're not going to lift a finger towards it with the exception being paying attention to it if something really needs to be banned that came out recently. I mean, there's an argument that Modern Horizons itself is kind of a, a, a smash and grab because they're just like, here's all these ludicrous cards that I've thrown in tunnel and more the spot to extent as well, throwing a tunnel formats into, into absolute disarray, vintage right. and legacy. There you go. And and, and, then, and people are like, so what's going to happen that's next? another ending paper support, which is that they're going to cash in and collapse non-standard and draft formats so that modern it's a it's a train wreck that people are not interested in like they used to be we only want standard and 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 draft and so that i mean that's already their emphasis but what i want to talk about is the idea much like legacy being able to continue without wizard support much like you mentioned popper was still being played before the big popper overhaul uh we are now over five years in the future let's pretend and uh, has Wizards the Earth the turned into a balling? Is the Earth burnt to a crisp yet? No, we... it's only five years. Okay, okay. Uh, and and so we're over five years in the future. And Wizards of the Coast has now officially, really ended and offering any support to paper that uh, through all the things we just mentioned have come to pass. What does paper magic look like? Because it still exists. And I would say the first thing, and I'm going to point this out, is 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 your uh, company that you work with, Channel Fireball, is is running GPs and your, uh, uh, I guess, your arch enemies at Star City Games, though I'm glad they're around because they are running. I think someone videos like yeah. two weeks ago. We're, right. we're fine. We're they're okay. fine. They're fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Star City Games is running paper events. Luckily, they run Modern and Legacy and stuff like that as well. I, I keep trying to get them to run Popper, right? Star City Games. Uh, 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 but they're, they're running tournaments. Uh, what are we seeing? We're seeing that their coverage is what it is now where I'd love to see more coverage, but how is that profitable for these companies? The problem with coverage is that it's very, very expensive to so put on. Expensive. It's very, I mean, I, I'm not, I can't go into too much of how the sausage is made, I guess, no, how it's publicly known, but like, just think about like the cost of paying for like between five and 10 to 12 members of staff, for example, right. getting all the cameras out, putting all that kit, all, all the tables, all the camera rigs and everything, putting that on trucks and shipping that around America, shipping it overseas or hiring it in other countries. Right. It's astronomically expensive. They're... So in the past, it's been subsidized by wizards. Right. And that's part of the reason why coverage went. This is the thing that frustrates me the most when I see people getting annoyed when they're like, where's the coverage? And they're adding Channel 5 when it's right. like, they didn't have the say in this. In, so, in many ways, the... I don't have the exact number, you probably should, the exact number of, of days that we actually get coverage per year, while that is par partially, I believe, still subsidized by Wizards a little bit, and and if they pulled that out, I, I would think Channel Fireball would probably try their best to continue it, but I don't see in this five-year-later hypothetical future that it's it's they, the money is there for it to be, say, Channel Fireball paying for coverage every okay, single weekend. So, so the thing is, okay, so... Again, so kind of like what I said earlier, whether you've got these corporate overlords who want to do all this stuff with magic, but I think the people down in the trenches who are having to design these events care about magic and want to sure. play a magic and make magic playable. It's similar to what I've experienced. I'm going to gush about my sponsor ever slightly here. When I've met the bigwigs at Channel Fireball and stuff or the people that run Channel Fireball, they really care about magic, the history of magic, competitive magic, and all that jazz, right? So I think they would really want to keep these things going. I think the way, I guess I'm talking about how we fix the situation that Wizards have put us in in five years where Robo Rosewater is walking through the dust and the, and the bones. I don't mean fix it. I just mean, what does it look like? What, are, what sure, is our life what I'm like? Saying is, what I'm saying is, if we want coverage, for example, it's a way we have to try and monetize coverage in a way that Wizards just seems to not care about. Right. Like, like I guess, again, this, 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 the shareholders don't want to hear a brief about how we're approaching companies to sponsor stuff right. unless it's... On the flashy new client. So what if, what if, what if, uh, so we get, I, I think it's like, what is it, five GPs covered or something like that? Something like that. Don't like don't that. It's not that. far off. Uh, 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 but what, let's, uh, we, we get five GPs covered. Wizards pulls its support. Channel Fireball says, we found the, the way to continue the five per year. But beyond that, what we're going to do is let's, let's say it costs $50,000 to uh, uh, do a weekend of coverage, which probably is about what it is. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I've read some articles that had some good numbers about what it likely costs. It's, 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 it is in that range. Yeah. Anybody shocked at home? $50,000. It really is in the $50,000 range. It gets tens of thousands uh, of dollars uh, depending on, Yeah. So, so they go, okay, tens of thousands of dollars. We need to kickstart. If you want to do a sixth GP weekend, then we need to kickstart uh, a sixth GP yeah. weekend where you're going to buy essentially tickets for coverage in a sense to exist on, on, yeah. on Twitch and everything like that. And there's going to be a little something 
that gets included, like possibly some kind of channel fireball swag or, or promo or just discount code. Maybe even just you get a, a discount. Like this is, this is, you're going to be spending your money in the Kickstarter. So if I do, you know, $10 on the Kickstarter, I get $10 credit. And so yeah. it's like, Hey, we're increasing so, sales, but, but that's be the idea where they're like, okay, our first goal is 25,000. That's one more weekend. Our second goal is 50,000. That's two more weekends. Our goal of a hundred thousand, we're going to throw one in and we'll be five more weekends. So 10 weeks, but even then now we're up to just, you know, like, 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 like 10 total weeks out of 52 when we were used to 50 out of 52 or whatever it used to be. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that is definitely one way of doing it. So the other way that we're seeing a little bit of, which is kind of ties into arena, but not completely arena, it's like Red Bull Untapped and stuff. They, ah, they came in. That's and a good one. Sponsorships stuff. where Red Bull presents this weekend. It started with arena and it ended with modern. Right. That was the thing. I think it ended with, I think the English one was modern, if I remember correctly. But yeah, exactly. Bigger companies come in. Now Magic is getting huge, right? Arena right. itself. So in some ways, Arena might be the thing that's pushing Wizards to stop doing this, but it might be the thing that pushes other people back into it to be like, oh, you know what? I'll sponsor this. And another thing could just be just a big community support for Star City Games because they're putting on events like crazy. They keep it local, yeah, the but great. they do have the coverage available worldwide and everything. I'm also throwing that in as a counterpoint that the, hey, I'm not even sponsored by Channel Fireball. They're our competitor. Oh, yeah, sure, but like, sure. like, 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 Star City I, I Games. Like support, yeah. The tour is great. No, 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 no absolutely. Uh, uh, but I also think you're going to see more of a return to grassroots stuff. So I mentioned uh, the, the, the Popper One K. The Popper One K. That's that's a big event. Uh, uh, maybe what happens is is that the individual stores start maybe even having people they can go to that can show up to their store and be like, cool, we've got the equipment, yep. you know, and we're going to actually do coverage this weekend of the Popper 1K. Well, it's, it's very untapped. Here's the thing, if you want to be a president content creator, it's an untapped resource of talking to stores and covering their stuff and doing sure. the commentary and things like that. And also talking about the grassroots is, is definitely here. Look at like um the modern Super League. I know that's, that's like involved with Wizards now and things like that. The, the Legacy Premier League. Ken, is, Kendra uh, and Alex did the Popper yeah, Super the Popper, League. And the that Popper was League as well. The Legacy Premier League. And, and these are things that... CFB. I, well, this is the thing I imagine... Wizards picked up the MSL and the VSLs. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't end up supporting other things on the line if they prove popular enough. Right. So, but that doesn't fit in with the hypothetical. Well, I think it's, actually, it's no, 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 no. Actually, on that, and, and again, I apologize if this isn't 100% correct, but uh, on the Popper Super League that uh, uh, Kendra uh, uh, and Alex put on, they went and they got some support from Cool Stuff Inc., another competitor of both of ours. And uh, Cool Stuff was like, yeah, we want to do this because this helps us because people are going to maybe buy some some cards from us and and such. And so maybe it does start to turn into that, where, where in that case, it well, was being played on Magic we're, Online. We're already seeing it. We're already right. seeing that stuff happening, right? Right, like, we are. And so there you go. So just because Wizards has pulled its support doesn't mean that it's the death of paper magic but it isn't the paper magic yeah. that a lot of us want we want that wizard support. But perhaps we need to be so i guess we're getting to like a more like uh ending point sort of thing right but perhaps if that's the magic you want you need to be the change you want to see in the world and all that jazz right like right. encourage creators to do these things help them kickstart those things support them in whatever way it is whether it be content whether it be commentary whether it even be like the paper support like when people get excited on twitter when people do the paper support what's wrong what's wrong no you that that, that you do have to do that like please like like again support when you see like again like like the popper super league should have gotten more support from the public than it did and things like that well, what's but the, the, issue? The, the the issue is is that's just accepting this i i'm a real revolution guy i'm a real voice power to the power to the uh people guy that's me i've been accused of being a populist uh with my vi in terms of magic not in real life but in terms of magic uh, uh maybe i am sure. a populist in real life i don't know I am, I am a real speak truth to power guy uh and and i really think speak truth to wizards of the coast not in an angry like like with fu way but in a way where it's like maybe you don't just take it lying down when 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 you were going in and doing hashtags pay the pros hashtags bring back coverage showing that actually you're not going to get away with this. You're not going to get away with like, when you see someone saying pre-release needs to end, you reply, no, pre-release is the best event. And I always go to mine and you make sure you do it. And you make sure that you post in your Facebook groups, remember to turn out to pre-release. And when you hear them start to hint at it, you say, this is bulk plop. And, and you're not taking away pre-release. You're not taking away coverage. You're not taking these things away. You need to find a way to make them more dynamic and profitable. You need to believe in the company that for 25 years, we 
have been supporting, we have been investing into, we have been a part of a company that part of its strategy has been grassroots community, grassroots support, where, where they don't do a lot of money on advertising. It's word of mouth about what a great game it is. The game stores have been what have kept this game going for 25 years, and you stand up to Wizards of the Coast and say, no, don't take away pre-release. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You're 100% right. Perhaps I'm too quick to take it lying down, even though I'm the one who doesn't even think it's necessarily even... But the... Uh, and, and, and it's worked. It's, it's worked in some ways, but again, is it working in the way we want it where we don't want it to work? So like historic two for one, they peel back. Pay the pros, they... They did pay the pros, but they also removed the ladder to become a pro. Right. So it became, that became, well, there's a new ladder now, but the ladder's infinitely complex. And that's and, uh, <laughs> exactly why. That way, when it disappears next time, you won't notice. Yeah, and then coverage, they did. They just, they didn't care. No. Nope. Wizards did not care. So thank you very much for joining us on this. Di is there a positive note we can go See, out on? See, he was doing this, so that I was trying to get to the positive note. But you, and then, maybe correctly positive so. Note? No, the, the, the positive note was that no matter how much Wizards... We'll, we'll take away from Paper Magic, we can enforce and, and, and protect right. it to be what we want it to be. And I, I think that point still stands. I, I agree with you completely about how we shouldn't take it lying down. Ha ha, giggity giggity, all that sort of stuff. And we haven't. The community's been very good at speaking about, out about stuff. I guess this is maybe what I'll, I'll end on, on two positive notes. One is, is, is it is that magic is never going to go away and die that Wizards can pull its support entirely and we'll still keep playing this game and stores will organize coverage instead. And it won't be maybe what we would have ideally wanted, but it will still exist. I did a video joking that we've always been saying magic is dying and it's always going to go on and it's going to continue. I watched for, that video, know, actually. Yeah, wow, yes. that's amazing. I watched yeah. the occasional one, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I, I would say this is I would say then the positive note as it were, first of all, this is all hypothetical, but... If you do start to see canaries in the coal mine, know that it isn't an inevitable end, but rather a turning point that you can be involved in if you do actually speak up, if you do actually voice your concerns, if you do actually be the change that you want to see. And a big one I'd say is stuff like grassroots efforts to like keep people going to pre-release at your local game store or pe keep people buying singles from your local game store. I mean, we're both sponsored by large game stores, but I want you to spend your money first and foremost at, you know, your local game store. And then if it doesn't have what you want, you can check out my affiliate link. But seriously, and even that, like Card Kingdom is a local game store too. They they have a community and, and actual brick and mortar stores and stuff. Uh, you know, be that change and, and voice that stuff. And when you see these canaries we've talked about, if this is indeed happening, and if I indeed had that phone call, and if indeed this is something that they're planning, then throw your wrench in the gears as best you can. And vote with your wallet as well. And vote don't, with your wallet. Don't, don't, don't buy, buy the crappy don't deluxe buy edition. gems. But when you're local, don't buy gems. You need gems to play arena if you want to play don't, arena. I, 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 you know, I'll tell you're you the truth. Gem. I've had a few nights tossing around uh, with this idea of like arena might have been the biggest disaster for Magic the Gathering. Because the other thing is this, when you try and turn your game into Hearthstone, Hearthstone wasn't built to last 25 years. And, and so then when everything is Hearthstone, and everything is Magic Arena. And then in a year, it burns out. It burns bright, but then it burns out. Magic lasted a quarter of a century being this bizarre creation. And then they found a way to have this giant influx of cash and excitement. And so theoretically, they pulled all their support from this organism that it was 25 years old and said, we're not even going to put the logo on anymore. We're going to put the Magic Arena logo on. And Magic mm. Arena, I have a hard time supporting it, even though I do love to play on it. And not, I, 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 I feel I'm, like I feel I'm, like Arena was like Wizards of the Coast got drunk. I can't. I can't. And they drove the car off a cliff. I can't. I can't. They got drunk and they went <laughs> no, into a okay. horrible car accident. I, I, can't, I can't. With Dad's twenty-five-year-old Oldsmobile. Look, I can't even remotely support the idea of like boycott Arena, which is borderline where we're getting to the voting with wallets, right? But like, definitely, definitely not buy the absolute nonsense that is deluxe collectors. But, um, nonsense. Also, don't, and again, this is kind of getting to the arena thing, it, it, spend your money in your local game store for your pre-release. That's where your friends go and that's where you hang out and that's where you have your memories because if you don't do that, the game store won't be there anymore. Right. And if you want modern events, if you want legacy, this is a big thing I say about legacy a lot, if you want legacy events, go and play your modern and legacy events, support those formats and then people will play them. Suggest your local game store to try it, get your mates to go and they'll see that they can bring in the money and get the lights on 
and support you hanging out with your friends in Gathering, which is one of the most important things about Magic, which Arena doesn't support. So no, I'm not on the, it's the biggest disaster, but I do think if we're not careful, it could damage right. the game in the long run, yeah. And I'm going to throw out without getting too much into a self-centered little thing, but support your creators as well, especially creators who are creators who are willing to speak out on issues as I think, you know, certainly we're a part, I'm proud to be a part of that community of independent creators. And, you know, you could be like, oh, you're supposed to be Card Kingdom. I'm independent. I say what I want. I just told you shop at your local game store before you shop at Card Kingdom. I just have a guy sitting on my channel with a channel fireball shirt on. And, and uh, we're talking both of us about Star City Games. You want coverage from them? Shop at them. Uh, 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 so, you know, you can, you can turn your noses up at the fact that I'm able to pay for the five lights and three cameras and two lav mics through, uh, in part, a sponsorship from, from Card Kingdom, but also through you watching this video and through you posting this video on Facebook and through you just supporting these voices because there are a shortage of voices like that because there's plenty of people. Like, again, when you see those canaries in the coal mine, it just makes me cringe when I see people say, I really think shifting uh, pre-release from the game store to arena is great. This is a better experience. And it's like hashtag sponsored, you know, and, and, and it's just like, <laughs> I haven't seen that quite yet, not but, quite yet. But to be fair, I, I can imagine I mean, seeing something similar to it. Yeah. Support your local game stores, voice yourself to the large corporation and support independent voices and creators. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thanks for watching. I hope this wasn't too miserable. <laughs> I actually think that was the best episode we've done your cool. entire that stay. Was good.